conversations and intentions around meaningful marketing for soulful, sensitive, empathic entrepreneurs. Join me, the feral writer, to talk with truth and texture about creativity from the heart space, marketing with meaning and emotion. This is Empath. Welcome to Empath, the path to passive income as a creative entrepreneur. Today I'm talking about passive income. I get asked a lot from my members about passive income and whether or not I recommend it. And I do really recommend it, although I understand it's not right for everyone. But for me, in the season of life that I'm in, passive income enables me to spend time with my children and to take the summer holidays with them, for instance, without having to do one-to-one work, which is really difficult um, around childcare commitments. I started out doing both. So I introduced passive income and then I reduced my work and I introduced a bit more passive income and then I reduced my work, etc. And I highly recommend doing this rather than jumping straight into passive income because I found the best approach was a tandem approach of working with customers and then offering something that was accessible and a way for people to work with me that either couldn't afford to work with me one-to-one or didn't want to wait months on end to work with me. And I made sure it really genuinely was affordable. You know, the cheapest product I offer, I think, is $12.99. And the most expensive course is just shy of £200. And the amount of access to me you get ranges. So the higher one gets more access to me. And it's what I would call part passive. So I do fully passive and part passive. And the difference is that the fully passive ones, such as my course class copy or my scribe sessions, or my ebooks converted or manifested or my copywriting course audacity. These are all fully passive income streams. I'm not involved at all. I don't even need to know if someone's bought them or not. They just download it and off they go. And they're kind of on their own at their pace, unmonitored. Whereas contented, which is my part passive course, which is a higher ticket price, people have access to me. So all the content's pre-recorded, which is why it's part passive, but they're getting that live response from me. And it genuinely is live for seven days of me being very, very responsive to any questions, any queries, looking over work, etc. So I can't take that week off. It's actually a very intense week, but I'm not producing content for that week. Uh, the content's already out there and I'm just looking over the people that come in and their work and helping them in real time and providing a live session midweek. So that's what I would call a part passive course. And even my membership, I think, counts as part passive because it's very intensive. I don't want to give anyone the idea that you can create a membership and then go to the park with your children, um, although I can. But I want you to know that memberships, which I might do a different episode on, are very labor intensive and emotion intensive. But Time-wise, yes, the content is created outside of, you know, I don't have to create it live. The content is created as and when and consumed as and when people can enjoy the content at their leisure. But I'm there for certain live sessions, which work really well around my schedule and my childcare arrangements. So yes, it's absolutely part passive, but I don't want to lure anyone into a false sense of security of the intensity of creating a membership. But it's not about the membership today. It's really about passive income as a whole. And I've put together 10 tips on creating a passive income option and my tips for creating a passive income stream. So let's begin with number one, which is to plan it in advance, to make sure you know what you're offering and why. 
what passive income are you going to be creating in the first place? You know, there's so many options. You could be a YouTuber creating free content for your audience, but relying on advertising as your income. You could create digital products that people download, you know, planners and graphics and things. You could have ebooks that people download or self-publishing via Amazon and you get a cut of everything on there. You could have a membership. You could have a course. There are so many different options. So it's really about step one is exploring all of these and thinking what you're going to offer and why and working backwards to work out your end result. Are you aiming to make a certain amount of money? How much money? How much do you need to charge? What do you need to create to get that money? And working backwards, if you need to make loads and loads of money, an ebook might not be the best thing for you. Although actually ebooks can be really lucrative if you get your pricing right. But for instance, a course might give you a higher dose of income, you know, for like an initial kickstart of currency coming in. It depends on what your goals are and what you want to achieve. Perhaps you want to move into a different industry or you want to stop one-to-one work, or maybe you're only supplementing one-to-one work, but it's being aware of that. Number two is to do your research. You know, do your market actually want this? Don't just clone someone else's, which I see all the time. People just thinking, oh, I saw a course by a photographer that looked really good. And they look at the modules and they basically clone them and do their own thing. But it's, it's kind of an identical version. Just because somebody else is advertising a course, it doesn't mean the course is profitable, popular, or even that good. And also being a copy of somebody else is je- definitely not the way to do it because it's your uniqueness that sells the place on your course. And your course or your offering or your ebook or whatever should represent and reflect the way that you would work with your customers one-to-one and your ethos. You know, perhaps your idea is to use your passive income to get more one-to-one work. That's really common. So that you're doing a low-ticket item for like $9.99 or something to get people to, because people will pay $9.99, but they might not pay £999 to work with you. But that £9.99 could, you know, £9.99 could translate. In fact, one of my courses is called Class Copy and it's £30. And um, it's my biggest converter. So Class Copy got me more one-to-one work and more sales on Contented than anything else. I really consider it as a kind of precursor to greater things because I know that people will go through one of my courses, then another one, then another one. So they all kind of build on each other. What do your customers want? Take the time to ask. Ask and find out what they're interested in. You know, when I did my course, I narrowed it down to three or four ideas. Then I did quantitative research where I put out questions and polls and questionnaires. And I did qualitative research where I took the handful of customers from my coterie. You know, the sort of customers, the ones that buy everything you you release. I could release probably a paper on chemistry tomorrow, even though I know nothing about chemistry. And I think these customers would buy it because they buy what I release and they trust me. I mean, they wouldn't trust me if they bought a chemistry paper from me. But right now they would trust me. So I spoke to a few of those people and found out what their main pain points were, what they were struggling with, what they really needed help with, because sometimes your ideas don't align with the market issues and what your market actually wants, what they're calling for. So definitely ask your customers what they want from you. Number three is to make it evergreen and automated. It needs to be timeless. So, well, it needs to be timeless to make the most money, you know, to actually be valuable. You could do something that's not timeless. Um, so, for example, I study a lot of astrology and some of the courses I go on, they're really not timeless. 
you know, I've just been on one that's about Venus retrograde and it's it's an eight or nine week period. And then after that, it's not valuable at all. But the course was very low ticket. It was a no brainer to me. It's something I really want to learn about. And even though this Venus retrograde in this sign won't happen again for a while, I'm learning about what Venus retrograde means overall. And it's a low ticket price to me. But a better value option to me would be a general astrology or something that's timeless that I could use all the time, such as you know, information on the 12 houses, etc. So definitely think about whether you want to make it trend-based, current-based or timeless. And I think if you make it evergreen in the long run, it's going to be more valuable to you because you can still update it. You can still adjust it as things change, but it's going to be worth more money to you the longer it's in the marketplace. And as for making it automated, you need to work out the systems and the logistics. Maybe you need help with it. And it's really addressing this and thinking, who can help me and how can they help me? Or how am I going to do this? How am I going to make it so the customer buys it, downloads it and accesses it? How is that funnel going to work? So start thinking about that early on. What systems, what software might you need? Number four is to think about how people will find it. How are you going to find customers? This is everything. And I'm going to do a whole podcast on this topic to help. But where are you going to find your people? Spend some time mapping this out because it's really crucial. There's no point in having this amazing passive income stream and then launching it to crickets. Number five is to get your pricing right. Passive income offerings um, shouldn't really be too high because the money is best spent where there's personal support. So for me, you pay very low amount to work on one of my passive income courses and you pay a higher amount around £200 to get one that's got more input from me and you get to speak to me. That's only 15 times less than working with me one-to-one. So the price is still brilliant, but you're getting some one-to-one access with me. So it's looking at your pricing and what they're getting for that and how much access to you are they getting and why would they pay it? Would they pay it? And don't be afraid to ask the question. And the best way I find to ask this question is to say, what would you pay for? Rather than saying, would you pay naught to 20 pounds, 20 to 40 pounds, 40 to 60 pounds? Don't give them any lead. And you'd be surprised what replies you get if you just say, what would you be willing to pay? And just see what they say. Oh, and by the way, that doesn't mean you should pitch it at what they say. When I did this for Empress, my membership, one of the members said she expected to pay around £300 a month. Empress is under £30 a month. I'm not going to put it at £300 a month because this this customer of mine suggested that she would pay it. I'm flattered, but I think that would price a lot of people out. However, I made the decision then and there I would offer £300 worth of value for under £30 a month. And that is what I've been working to all this time. Every time I launch something in Empress, I think, is this worth £300 as a package? And I believe it is. And then I charge under 30 because I want it to be phenomenal value. Number six, don't just jump straight into passive income. Really phase it in. Do not go straight from one-to-one work to passive income and think you'll work it out when you get there because it's like cold water plunge. (laughs) It's a bit of a shock to the system. Phase it in. Do a little bit. Do a test. Put a foot in the water. You know, do an ebook. See how it goes. Learn, adapt, tweak. Do another ebook. Learn, adapt, tweak. Do a course. Learn, adapt, etc. Don't jump until you're really, really comfortable. It took me, I think, how long did it take me? Three years. I took three years before I gave up one-to-one work entirely from my first passive income launch. And when I left copywriting um, earlier in the year, I think that 
how many passive income offerings do I have? Six, maybe five or six. It took that long to build it up. Number seven is to create a passive income portfolio because people that buy from you will like it and buy more from you. So, you know, build on it. I've got a 30-day course, a 30-day email course, uh, two eBooks, an intense in-depth course, and another intense in-depth seven-day course and a membership. And each one can complement each other and offer a different focus, a different area to reflect on in your business that complements the rest of my portfolio. And I can tell you a huge amount of people buy all of my courses, buy every single one or like almost every single one, if not all of them, because that's how it works. If you give people great value and you pitch it at a good price, they will come back. So 100% do create a portfolio, but don't create a portfolio all at once. Start with one offering and build from there. Number eight is to consider your purchase path in advance. So how are you going to work it? Are you going to have trip wires? Are you going to be going for one-to-one conversions? What is your plan? Are you going to have it so that when people get to the checkout, they have a $9.99 bonus they can add on? That's normally $29.99 or whatever, but they've got this option to add a bonus at a special price, so an, an upsale. Or are you going to do um, sort of a tripwire, low-hanging fruit, where someone can buy something from you for $7.99 because you want to get them in and build that trust and let them have something or even a free five-day challenge or something or something very, very affordable? Or are you going to try and use your passive income to get more one-to-one work so to create free to create sales calls and to get people to upgrade so they can buy this course but they can upgrade to a personal version with personal coaching sessions or whatever be aware of that in advance so you know the path you're taking them on what you want them to buy at what point in their journey and why number nine is to map out your ideas before you actually do the work and commit i call this creating the bones And sometimes I come up with a witty one-liner or a good name or a flash of inspiration when I'm having a shower, but it doesn't always have the substance and the soul behind it that it needs. I'm very good at coming up with brilliant ideas and then actually not really seeing them through. So to make sure I do see them through, I make sure I get out an A4 piece of paper or sometimes bigger and I write down how that course looks. I just do a rough sketch of it. It's going to have five modules. It's going to cover this. And I do that for every idea. And then I look at the one that's got the most depth, the most interest, the most market interest following my questionnaires. And also, what am I passionate about? What can I commit to? Because sometimes I just have a really, really fun title. and That's not enough for me to back it for year after year and promote it. So it has to be something that I love and can commit to. And that's especially true if you do a membership, because this membership will become your life month in, month out. It's really important that you like it and that you can commit to it personally. And lastly, number 10, is it sustainable? Can you maintain it? And can you manage it? How is it going to run? How can you keep sales going in past the initial surge? You're going to promote it. You're going to launch it. It's going to be amazing. But then what? What happens once that that time has passed, the honeymoon period of your passive income stream? How are you going to keep it up? How are you going to keep it going? How are you going to keep passionate about it and be able to talk about it? You're going to be talking about this in five years' time. So how are you going to still be talking about it in five years time? Do you have content you can talk about around this topic? My signature course is all about content marketing and strategy. And I can talk about that till the cows come home. You'll find me on Instagram most weeks doing a video about content marketing. And I can go as long as you can go. And that's the good sign of a a good solid course because it's got 
stuff that you can talk about time and time again. It's sustainable. However, I used to run that course four times a year and I now run it once a year because I was doing other things. I couldn't manage it. I couldn't manage launching it at high intensity four times a year and do everything else I wanted to do. So gradually I've dropped it down to three times, two times, and now just once a year. And that means less income from this one course. I've made up the income in other areas. However, when I launch it, it's incredible because I love it more for doing it once a year. I feel like I can give everything to it once a year. And that makes it way more sustainable for me, way manageable for me. And I can run it alongside Empress, for instance, which has become my main focus. The important thing is always to have the big picture in mind, the long walk rather than the quick win. Map out your time. Remember to map out your time. When you're going to create the time in your calendar to create this offering in the first place around your day-to-day work, and that's really important to address, how are you going to spend time making this happen? If it's an ebook, you have to write it. If it's a course, you have to create it. If it's a video series, you have to record it. And that's the most important thing, being honest with yourself about what time you've got and what time scale you're working to. I also want to say one more thing. I've got like 15 tips here rather than 10. I just keep thinking of things I want to say. Give all of your value. Do not be afraid to give everything you know. Many people say to me, I don't want to give too much because they won't buy from me. This is absolutely not true. People will buy from you. The more you give, the more you get. 100%. Even though it seems counterintuitive to share everything, the more you share, the more people will trust you and want to work with you. So do not be afraid to give every bit of value you can in your passive income offerings. It won't stop people working with you one-to-one. If anything, it will make you more in demand. We always finish the session with an intention. And so I want you to take the time to really think about what passive income would look like to you in your business. And I would spend some time journaling around this and writing down how you feel about passive income, how you could incorporate it into your life, and what that might look like, what the shape of that looks like for you, because every path is personal. And your passive income is going to be entirely personal to you. If you want to let me know about that, I would love to hear about your passive income ideas. You can find me on Instagram at The Feral Writer. But for now, all I've got to say is that whatever you do, all you've got to be is true. Thank you for listening to Empath, the podcast for meaningful marketing. Soulful Creatives. If you want more from me, head to my website, jesscollins.co.uk, and check out my membership community, Empress, where you will find a community of heart centered creatives, The Empress Practice, my signature seven chapters of soulful marketing, and weekly live sessions, from soul goal setting to journaling and personal access to me. The doors are currently open. Be sure to message me on Instagram at The Feral Writer to let me know how you found this episode. Take care, and I'll be back next week.